Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning back in. I haven't made a podcast for a while. Just been driving around the nation. Currently, I'm in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And I believe it's, if I haven't lost count, it's like 25 states that the vote boat and I and Thumbelina the campaign chicken have driven to to let you know there's another option. And it's me. My name is Matthew Embry Bradshaw. Thank you for tuning in, guys. I really do appreciate it. All right, today, <clears throat> as usual, I don't have nothing written down or I just got some thoughts I'm thinking about and I decided to talk about it to the microphone to you. I want to talk about ending hatred in this nation and how is it possible to legislate hatred out of the system and those things that cause hatred. All right. So we know that the statistics say, but it's actually probably, there's got to be unreported stuff that would make this higher even. Or stuff that was reported as something that it wasn't. So the statistics that they're willing to admit to, at the very least, is that the black and brown community are 3.4 times likely to be killed in an incident or altercation with a police officer. And some people say defund the police. Some people say throw tons of money at the police. If the police were doing what they were supposed to do, if they were protecting our institutions of freedom and serving to uphold our liberties given to us by the Constitution, inalienable rights given to us by the Creator. And just so you know, I am a servant of Jesus Christ. But I have no judgment to you. I'd love to listen to what you believe. And you can listen to mine if you'd like. But that's not what this is about today. It might be a solution to it, but it's not what this is about. So, we know the numbers are there. And if you looked at everybody on a scale, like this this scale that the meter at the top didn't say what each side weighed. It did the math that put a number on systemic racism, which right now to me is 3.4 times likely to be killed. So people, we got to figure out how to legislate solutions for that. And yeah, we can say things like, don't put nobody in a chokehold. How about this? Because anybody who knows anything about self-defense knows that a chokehold done properly is totally safe. If you're trained and know how to do it. If you're not just squeezing somebody's throat, breaking their trachea. In their throat and crushing their esophagus and killing them. You're not doing that. So, But if you haven't been trained how to do that 
properly in the midst of a struggle. You know, you're not just throwing it around there because you care about the the person. You see, it's that element of hate where we don't care about this person. You know, I don't care if they live or die. That's that hatred. He'd be like, no, that's not hatred. I just don't care. No, listen. The Bible says if you hate your brother, you're guilty of being a murderer in the sight of God. So it's the same thing. Hatred in God's eyes means I don't care if you live or die. And I'm all right with you dying. So, where I personally stand with that is that we have a higher standard of police officer that's gone through the most training of any. Like, basically, you'd have to go through the military, prove you're awesome, prove you have a record of love and compassion and not hatred, and be recommended to become a police officer in your last however many that way you can serve in the military become all that you can be be trained and evaluated you see we take the time in the military for them to serve in some way so that we can evaluate those people that we are going to put on the streets to basically be the one who has to decide is this a moment where I should use lethal force or is it not And not be pushed in the direction of, I'm going to shoot and ask questions later because I'm afraid of my life. Well, you're only afraid of your life because they're afraid of their life. And when people get backed into a corner and it's life for life, everybody's going to pull the gun out. Everybody's going to do whatever they have to do to survive. And see, that's when hatred becomes murder. Because it's acted out. But I think our police officers are the worst trained people. And without them being good people who love people, we're doing the wrong thing by placing that little of training. So maybe. We, if you're going to defund the police as far as that, what goes into the specific town, then we have to change the system so that the police don't need that funding because they've already been trained through a military system, through a security system, through a whatever type of training that puts you into place to have the, the authority to if it was actually a reason to pull out a gun. Like say somebody is shooting up a mall and you're a police officer. And because you've been through the best marksman training, I mean, you would have to go through so much training. People would enter the military so that they could become qualified to become police officers. Plus, we would train them in every defensive maneuver and training, possibly martial arts. Just a balance of how to defend yourself without killing somebody. How to get someone to submit to you without killing them. Because if you have the authority to arrest them given to you by the Constitution, 
And this person is going to be brought to justice because they've done something like they're in the middle of shooting people. Then, situations like that, maybe. But even then, I say, listen, if you can stop them without killing them, you better do it. You know, I'd rather us have the most awesome rubber bullet system that you had to go through, you know... I don't know, maybe two guns on you. One of them is your rubber bullets, one of them is your real bullets. So you pull out your rubber bullet gun. You try to get to where you can disarm the person. You know, if you can hit a headshot, then you can hit them in the shoulder or the leg. If you're that precise, which you would have to be, you get what I'm saying? The police would be the most qualified people in every realm because they went through a previous career. Which we will make, you know, like a, I don't know, we'll make it like 10 years. You got to go 10, you have 10 years to get through this training. That's like, instead of going to college, you enter the military. But this ain't a, this ain't even a, you have to enlist to go overseas. This is, we want to make sure you are trained to the hilt so that we know that your judgment will be righteous. Because anything other than that, when you're held accountable for that, you don't want to be. He says, judge not lest you be judged. For in the manner that you judge, so shall you be judged. And then he says, if you judge, make righteous judgment. So we have to make sure that our police officers that are protecting and serving our neighborhoods are loved and revered. Because they are the best of the best. They are the most qualified. And they literally are the person who... Only those will get the authority to be judge, jury. And if it's a last resort to save lives. Never the first option. The absolute last option. Like those people... We'll have to want to go into that knowing that, hey, I got to help remove the hate in my area so that it's not dangerous for me or them. And then under a Bradshaw administration where we write the laws that don't incriminate people anymore, don't put you in jail anymore. We provide a UBI so you're not in poverty anymore, so you're not looking at your brother and you're unable to have the same thing that he has Basically, you get what I mean? You everyone's going to be able to have a home. Everyone's going to be able to have food. Everyone's going to be able to have clothes, clothing. And it be clean and fresh. Instead of living in poverty and homeless where you take off your socks after you had to walk in the rain all day and you've already been wearing them for a few days and You take them off to let your feet breathe from being soaking wet. And in the morning, they can stand up by themselves. They got so much funk in them. We are going to take away as much as possible the gap between the haves and the have-nots. And what I believe that it is, is just removing people from poverty. See, poverty is like crushed down earth on top of a seed. It's a good seed. 
It's in good soil. But this type of seed can't break through to get to the sun. So I'm going to travel this nation and I'm going to till the earth up. I'm going to break that earth up. And I'm going to bring fresh water, clean water to everyone in this nation. I'm going to remove the burden, making it federally untaxable food, water, and energy. No federal taxes on food, water, and energy ever. I want that to be an amendment to protect the people that they will always never <laughs> always never that forever we will never be able as a government to tax people on their food their water and their energy whatever that is electric natural gas coal it doesn't matter whatever that energy is there's not going to be a tax when you purchase it not even at convenience stores there's not going to be a federal tax anywhere even if there's already not in your area. We're going to make sure it's not. So we're going to lift people out of poverty is what I'm getting at there. When we do that with the UBI of $2,650 a month. Paid for by the PHR fund. Which is funded by the PHR tax. It's poverty, homelessness, health care, and rapid relief tax. When people are able to rise through the ground into the sun, they will be able to achieve whatever they want to be. Then you will truly be able to become anything in America. Because if you can get here and be an American, if you are American, you can rise. We are going to invest. The rich, you hear me, are going to invest heavily into the American people. We're not going to be bailing out banks no more. We're not going to be bailing out cruise ships no more. We're not going to be bailing out airlines anymore. Those things are crucial, but you know what we're going to do? Instead of putting it in their pockets, going to their CEOs, going into other offshore accounts, bonuses, we're going to put the money in the hands of the people and they can decide who gets it. So if you want to go on vacation, do you want to drive or do you want to fly? It'll put a surge through the economy. This UBI is going to give us the best economy in the world. And every business that wants to, is going to want to come here and they're just going to understand this is what we pay. But it's worth coming here because it's the best economy and we can budget. We can make $45 billion this year. And the people will have gotten around $45 billion at that point. And they'll just know that. As we succeed in America, our taxes go up and that makes the economy even better. Because it goes to the people. See, this tax goes to the people. Where I started at 2650 boom. I want it to never go below that. Unless there just really is no economy. You know, the only way that would happen is if we went to war and everything, all of our resources were destroyed. Because the American people are so resourceful with the resources we have around us, unless a catastrophe did that. But even then, it would build again. 
it would build again because at that point we would still all well you'd have what you had that's true because if it was digital which it all is it wouldn't be issued but we would rebuild that's America you know people talk about man if you tax these rich people they're going to take their money and go okay don't threaten me with a good time let's open up all our malls Let's open up small grocery stores again. Let's feed them and supply them with small local farms and small local manufacturing. Don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> but they won't. You feel what I'm saying? They're not going to do that. Because they know that they've made their billions by being who they are. So what I'm saying is we're going to let you be who you are, but you're going to pay us back. And that's going to end poverty. And it's going to start at 2650 And here's what, let you know what I want to do. Once we achieve that, and there's an excess because America begins to become so much more profitable than it's ever been. The UBI will increase progressively as America becomes stronger. And everyone will know, hey man, if I go to work... And I would do my part in my community and I'm making money for going to work. I get my UBI plus I'm making money. I can chase my dreams. I can become a whatever an alienaire, you know, can be whatever. Then they know as the economy goes up, my UBI goes up. It's like everyone gets a bonus for being American. And if you can't work, even if you don't want to work, just you're an American. That UBI is coming from the rich. You feel? You might have already been worked to death. They might have already tore your body up. You might even still be young and you got to suffer for another 20 years before you could even get some kind of pennies of a social security check. Because your body went out before you could earn your social security. The government's job is to maintain and look out for the well-being and security of their people. So that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to say you want to do business in my nation. As long as I'm president and as long as these amendments stand. And as long as these bills pass. As long as this executive order sticks. You will pay the American people to do business here. Because I will negotiate the deal. And the deal will be. Every dollar of profit you make over a million, you pay an extra 3.33%. All the way to 10 million. Once you've made $10 million in profit, that 3.3... Now, this is additional to whatever the income tax is. Hopefully, we can get the income tax down super low. You see what I'm saying? Because the economy is just going to do so well, and we're going to cut spending... And we're going to begin to make money for the nation so that we can specifically reduce taxes. But anyways, talking about getting rid of hatred and how we're going to do it. I did go on a rabbit trail. I'm having a hard time finding my way back. Y'all know me. I don't usually edit these things. I just sit here and think for a second until I find myself. So I'm going to light this cigar real quick and 
Just take a break with me. Hit pause or just hang out with me. I'll start talking in a second. Maybe I'll insert an ad here or something. Yeah, there's an ad that I can put up right now about... It don't make me no money. But it might help you figure out where you should go vote. So I might throw that in here. If you hear it, I did. If not... So once you hit $10 billion, or sorry, $10 million in profit, and I don't know if this is what the real word for this is, but this is what I call it. Once you're a 10 millionaire, I'd really like that to be the the cause. I want to have a constitutional convention so you all know. So when you all hear me talking about this amendment and that amendment, it's because I'm planning on bringing the nation together to revise the constitution, get it up to date, Get out the corruption. Protect the people. Seal it again. And make sure that this argument of, well, it was worded differently, blah, 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 blah. So that we don't have to do the right thing because they didn't protect the right thing. We can do the corrupt thing. All right, we're going to take that out. We're going to clarify the Constitution. And it's going to protect all people. You know, the Bible says that God is no respecters of persons. He reigns on the just and the unjust. So we have to look through the lens of no respecters of persons and do what is right, regardless of fill in the blank. I'm going to bring the balance to this nation, folks. God is going to place me in office. First, he has to place me in your heart to where you're willing to stand up either in your community and in Washington, D.C., if you can make it. Bring Trump's favorite phrase with you on a big sign. I think he likes to tell people you're fired. And since you won't be able to vote for me, most likely where you are, go to your ballot box. And when they won't let you vote for me, don't cast a vote for Biden. Don't cast a vote for Trump. Get you a sign. Have that sign ready if you already know. That you can't vote for me in your area. And then pick it. Whatever the distance is you have to. On election day. And demand that you be able. At every poll around the nation. When you can't cast that vote. You tell them why can't I vote from Bradshaw. I want to write in a candidate. I have the right to write in a candidate. Insist that you have the right to write in a candidate. And let's make a noise. I'm talking about peaceful protests. I'm not talking about holding guns to people saying, well, you better let me vote Bradshaw. You better not throw away my vote. I'm writing it on. You know, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the most peaceful uprising, but everywhere. If you can't vote for me, don't vote for them. And stand up and rise with me. All those who can come to D.C. on the night of the election. Let's all be prepared. I want peaceful streets. Empty streets. 
the night of the election unless you're coming to D.C. But if you can, stay outside of D.C. so that on the day of the election, the day after, we flood the streets, we surround the buildings peacefully. We hold our signs of whoever you want to vote for. Even if you don't want to vote for me. If you want to vote for Joe Jorgensen or whoever. I don't even know. She's just the only one I know. Oh, Kanye. (laughs) I know he's running. If you want to vote for them, you should have the right to vote for them. And that's what I'm asking you. Bring your sign that says, I vote for so-and-so. Hear my vote. Let us vote. And demand around your governor's mansions and your secretary of states that they, and your wherever your bodies of legislation meet, town halls, demand that your constitutional right to vote for constitutionally qualified candidates be heard and counted. And then... Let's all sit in place. So bring you a bag of food. Go get you some camping supplies so you can so you can bring some lightweight stuff so you can sit there in the middle of the street in DC or in your town cooking you a little stove over a little camp stove. I personally like the the Soto I ain't, they didn't pay me to put no plug in, but I, I love Soto stoves. They are amazing. They are lightweight. They are efficient. The Windmaster is amazing. Get you one of them. They're a little pricey. Granted, they're pricey, but they're... And it might even have another one that's even better. Just go get you one of them and meet me at the White House. You got a little over a month. To get your camping gear together. Get a bug out bag anyways. It's better to have that. And then meet me. In D.C. Lord willing. I'm either going to be in D.C. Or en route to D.C. The day after the election. Because. What they are going to try to tell us. Is what we have to accept. We have to reject. And I want millions upon millions of people. I would love it if like 150 million people, at least, 150 million people would surround the buildings that house the legislative bodies and powers in their region and cities and towns. Shut down the streets. Make it shut down and demand your vote. Demand they hear you. When we do that and you elect me and I do all these things I'm talking about and the rich pay their fair share with interest... For decades of oppression and robbery of the people. 
that's going to make us all be able to have you know that's going to that's going to take away this huge gap because really to me the money part isn't the gap the gap is the ceiling the current ceiling and that ceiling says you're in America you're supposed to be able to be all that you can be but we're going to squish that ground down on you and make it to where it's so hard for you to pop through that the chances of you getting water fresh good clean water in time just so you can even live plus it's got to get down through the pack which a lot of times it doesn't and then maybe it sits in there and it doesn't drain so it rots and maybe it dies Well, I'm going to fix that. I'm going to bring balance. And we will go from there. And when we do that, I believe they'll have you and I will all have less reasons to hate one another. You know, I don't want nobody... You know, people are like, well, if everybody has, you know, whatever shoes, if everybody has whatever health care, if everybody has, then it won't be, it won't have any value anymore. I disagree with that. You know, you can still charge whatever you want for Jordans, because as long as they never drop the price, they're still going to be that. You get what I'm saying? You can charge whatever you want for a root canal. It's just now more people can pay it. Now more people can can attain it. Now more people can have a nice car. Pay off some fines for bad choices they made for, you know, speeding through a school zone or something, you know. Get out from under the oppression. So to me, that gap is just the pack of the soil. And once I can legislate getting you through that pack of the soil shoot man god reigns on the just and the unjust it's balanced then then you just gotta do you know you just gotta have the ambition to do it and you're there it's like i'm gonna make it where you can pop your head out you can look around you know if you want to be a short little shrub and you don't want to get tall and get mowed down and or you don't want to become a tree with birds sitting in your branches and you got to work all the time making fruit. You know, you can just be something low to the ground, right? And just chill, but be living above in the sunshine <laughs> instead of in the dark swamp. No offense to the swamp folks. I would really love to go bugging with somebody, man. Take me in a swamp buggy, man. Let me hunt some alligator with you. Teach me how to, to do it. Teach me how to... You know, get a skin off of one that would preserve its hide for, like, to honor the animal and make it something beautiful. And then eat the meat. Teach me all that. I'd love to do that. Animal rights people might not like me, but that's okay. That's who I am. I would love to learn to hunt and eat and skin and properly dress an alligator. Never done it. I imagine I could. You know... I think I could, with, probably without much. Unless there's something about an alligator that I just wouldn't know. You know, I think I've watched enough swamp people to 
and I could easily Google what where on the head do you shoot them with, and then I think I'm a pretty good shot. So as long as I had the 22, I think I could do it. See, I'm a rabbit trail kind of guys. If you ain't ever listened to my podcast, don't run away because of the rabbit trails. Just know they're all in every one. <laughs> Sometimes I think these talks are a walk through the wilderness of my mind. You know, and I, I think all the time as I'm driving around this nation. God, please help me. a lot we got to do guys and we can't do it just by replacing congressmen and women unless those congressmen and women were willing to impeach for the cause of doing what is right for the people which none of them are well it depends on which party and see that breeds hate at the top Because our leaders who are supposed to represent us enable every oppression below them. The ones with the power to literally break the chains. Say, I don't care about your life. I'm here to profit for myself. Yeah, I hate you. But I'm going to smile and I'll keep you alive as long as I can use you as credit with other countries. Once you're no longer profitable to keep alive, we're no longer going to pay the nursing bill, nursing home bill, and your medications, and put you in a facility that don't cost so much to keep open until you die. We're going to make it profitable to keep you alive, or we're just going to let you die. That ain't how I'm going to do things, folks. Here's what's going to profit. is going to be keeping you alive. We'll have a strong nation because our people will be strong. They won't be in poverty. You'll be healthy. You'll be able to dream and achieve those dreams. Like, why would you not invest in your people, especially when you can? And I'm not even talking about printing money here, guys. I'm just talking about taxing the rich and stop giving handouts to the rich. This is what I want to do to politicians. I want you to be willing to serve for this amount of money. You get your UBI just like everybody else. And then I will add to that whatever the lowest income is in your constituency. So if you got somebody that has zero income, you just get your UBI. And are you willing to serve? To lift that person who has nothing from nothing? If you're not, then, I mean, think about this. It'll, it'll be a grade on them. You know, like, like their salaries increase, you know, however it fluctuates, will be 
a meter of what they've done for their constituents. You know, so if if in his constituency, which we're going to outlaw gerrymandering, all right? So anybody's like, oh, well, they can just make their constituency all rich people. No, they can't. We're just going to use the latitude and longitudinal lines of the earth, and we're going to bisect them, say, you know, 10 mile radius, 10 mile square. And then that's your constituency. And just proportion it that way. But it's going to be within a 10 mile square. For districts or whatever. But it's going to be square. You get what I'm saying? There ain't no gerrymandering. That's your people. And you don't get to decide where that 10 mile square starts and begins. Because we're going to start them on the degree lines. And we'll divide up that into 10 mile squares so you don't even get to decide that nobody decides that except for what's already been decided and we don't get to change it because uh oh we don't like the way this is going to land too bad We're going to balance it, folks. And I say we because, you know, as I sit here and I speak and you wonder whether or not I will do what's right for you in your community. And can we bring balance that makes us stop hating each other? And that reduces the reasons to hate each other? And can we change the government and, and legislate laws that... Allow us all to achieve whatever dream we want to achieve. And get paid a fair day's wage based on merit. If you're a doctor, I'm not, I, don't let people try to say, hey, he's wanting to have a government paid uh, whatever. for." I'm saying whatever you are worth, charge that. That's fine with me. If you're worth $150 an hour, if you're worth $500 an hour, charge that. But if you want to do something for lower and you're like, I have the same skill as that guy, but I'm only going to charge you $50 an hour instead of $100. I'll get the same result, if not better. Because my motivation is to help people and to do to provide this service. And just to make a fair living. Whatever. That's up to you. The government's not going to control that. I would like. A minimum raise. Instead of a minimum wage. A minimum raise. That would follow you everywhere. You go. And it would be based on merit. And experience. be founded upon the information you submitted when you filed your taxes as to what you did that year you know were you a jet engine mechanic for 10 years you know during during those 10 years since everything's digital you know what i'm saying we just have a 
a review thing that people review. It's not the only thing. It's definitely not the main factor of how we would look at your business. But ideally, we take away the hatred because I don't have to lie to you about something about my business to get your business to survive. You see, what happens is when people get in a position to where they're, they've outlived their means either by irresponsibility or by things happening to them that they couldn't have planned for. So now their life costs more than they can generate in any way. And so that's where corruption... Because what happens is we begin to say, you know what, I value my life more than your life. And since right now I really need to rip you off when I sell you this used car so that I can make enough money to keep the lights on You know, I'm going to tell you this car is better than it is, and I'll deal with the fact that it breaks down with in a couple weeks. You know, because right now my lights are about to be shut off, and my baby's going to be cold. You feel what I'm saying? It's not even that we want to hate each other, but that that choice. And that choice is only there because the essentials, the basic needs of the nation, which is what the universal basic income is designed to be enough for and more it's, a, it's designed to make you thrive it's designed to prepare for to allow you to prepare for the future it's designed to meet your basic needs and to fluctuate with the prosperity of the nation as a dividend to the people so we try to sh- shrink the gap if not eliminate the gap of the ability to be a have or a have not. I think that will deal with a lot of hate. And here's the other thing. Anything that's going on in this nation that's that's sparked by hate, you can guarantee as the president, I'm not just going to sit at the White House and make some little comment about it. I'm going to go straight to it. And I'm going to unite the people. We're going to deal with what's causing the hate. We're going to deal with whatever forgiveness we need to give to one another. Whatever understanding we need to hear from one another. And I will lead you to love one another. I will lead you to forgive one another. I will lead you in a way that says, what is the problem here? What is the root going on? Talk to me about it. I still got 20-something states to go through. Talk to me about what is causing the hate in your community. So that when I become president, when God places me in office, through the hands and hearts of the people, I will lead with balance. Knowing all of you better than any one of these other candidates. So take my time when I'm with you. When I'm in your town, say, hey, instead of parking over at Planet Fitness, we've been hoping you'd come through here. You can park on our street over here and we'll make sure everything's cool. You can pull in my driveway. Hey, man, my farm's only two miles out of town. Whatever, wherever you live. Take my time and get to know me. 
and then tell people about me. Because there's no other candidate. I can, I just know this. You can challenge that or not. But there's no other candidate that will bring balance the way I will. There's no other candidate that will compromise nothing for you. I will not bow to greed. I will not bow to injustice. I will not bow to anything but God. And he has called me to serve you. And that obligates me to bring balance among you. For all of us. So when the time comes and you do not accept the vote of Trump or Biden demand if you all want to do this for a week before election just stomp the streets of DC shut down I mean start at your election board buildings your secretary of state buildings local house of representative buildings whatever town halls camp out as soon as you want to get on it just get doing it while I'm driving around the country just go camp out wherever with a sign and just protest we want to be able to write in who we want and I hope it's Matthew Embry Bradshaw but you should have the right to vote for whoever you want to so that we can affect the change that we want So that we can hold accountable those who need to be held accountable. So that we can tax those who have stolen from us. Take it from the rich. In a balanced way. They still have all incentive in the world to to do business here. But we're going to tax them to do business in this nation because you... And I are the owners of this nation. So because we are the owners of this nation and the government is there to serve you, to serve me, I, as your president, will ensure that we are servant to all in the righteous way. No corruption. No compromise. We will do what is right because it is right. We will do what is just because it is just. We will show mercy when we can. The Bible says to love mercy. So I say we choose mercy every time we can that it will yield a better result. Every chance that we can solve the problem with love instead of judgment and hate that's the direction our legislation needs to go in that's what the constitutional convention needs to get to to where our legislation protects the righteous judgment of the government and it doesn't allow us to become corrupt by holding it to a standard of does this show care love compassion mercy for the people in this law or is this law a law of judgment and condemnation and a subtraction of freedoms 
You know, if the government was the parent and the people were the children, would it be showing love or hatred? It's the bottom line. And so we will, I will always put my pen to a piece of paper that doesn't oppress you, that liberates you, that protects your freedom to choose to live the way God gave you the freedom to choose. This is how I look at it, folks. And you can say, I wonder what Matthew thinks about this. This will cover a lot of issues because I don't hate nobody. I don't even care if you hate me. It breaks my heart when you hate me and you don't even know me. It really does. I don't understand why sometimes people just drive through and flip me off. Probably Trump supporters. (laughs) But I'm going to bring the balance to that legislation that shows love and mercy and treats us all as equal showing no respect of persons because of anything other than are you in America <laughs> you know and whatever. and here's another thing guys you won't have to do anything but just initially sign up when you're born you're automatically signed up for the UBI and total medical care for all I mean it's just automatic you know and then all you gotta do is let them know nothing really there'll be a debit card issued or when you do sign up you know at that point you need a mailing address to get the card or you can just go get one printed out go and then they just print you out a UBI debit card it's tax free no strings attached except being an American you want to help your UBI go up and make money doing whatever your dream wants to do do it (laughs) because the more prosperous America becomes I think I was going to tell you this earlier I want to do this UBI no matter how much money it is like you know the 3.33% between 1 and 10 million 10 million to a billion 25% on top of whatever the income tax is, guys. And then above a billion is 50% on top of what the income tax is. And above, and then above a trillion is 75%. So, so it just keeps rolling up to where the prosperity of the people is balanced out by spilling over back to the people. Imagine... The people are the roots of this great tree of the, and it supports the richest of the people. But this is a tree that doesn't ever wither. You feel what I'm saying? Like just, and it just continually, it's like a tree of life, if you will, almost, which is just powered by love and just prosperity and dreams being fulfilled. And, and then you just see it producing all this fruit of the nation. And that fruit drops onto just as fresh as it can be, just drops to the ground. People don't even have to strive to pick it because I'm going to give you the fruit of this nation. I'm going to let you enjoy the fruits of your labor. And hopefully empower you to reach any dream you want to do.
give you the freedom to make any choice that you want to make. You know, obviously there's going to be consequences for drunk driving. Obviously there's going to be consequences for murdering people. Obviously there's going to be consequences for stealing. You know, all these things that are innately wrong. This law that is upon our heart that tells us that's wrong. I shouldn't do that. And then we either choose to violate that internal law or we don't. If we, The more we compromise, the stronger the external draw is to continue to violate it. And then that's where people lose their consciousness because of compromise. So we just do what's right. And, you know, the problem is our leadership leads us in a way of compromise. What should we do? How should we live? Well, we look to our leaders. We look to our examples, our, quote, idols. And we say, how should we live? And they compromise. They steal. Hey, man, you got to do what you got to do, man. Even if you got to step on somebody, step on them. You got to lie. Don't tell somebody about this. It'll get us in trouble. If you're asked about it, you don't know nothing or you got to lie. Compromise is constantly asked of us all because our leaders compromise. No one holds themselves accountable. So who are they to hold anyone else accountable? Well, guys, I'm telling you right now, my name is Matthew Embry Bradshaw. And God has prepared me to lead you in a way of balance and righteousness. And I will do what is right. Just because it's right. Not because it's easy. Not because it's cheap. Not because it's profitable. Sometimes not because it's popular. But just because it's the right thing to do. So if you stand by doing whatever the right thing to do is... Stand with me. Go to Washington, D.C. as soon as you can and plan to camp out till the election and demand to be able to vote for me. Surround, like I said, these places peacefully. There's no reason to bring your weapons. Don't bring any weapons. You're not here to cause any damage. You're here to be heard. You're there to be heard. We want to be able to write in a candidate of our choice. And we demand that our ballot reflect that choice. And anybody who's already sent in a ballot, if they're like, hey, I didn't know there was other options. I want to retract that and put in a new one. I'm sure they can change it real quick in the system. Just make another classification. These are all the only votes that count. If you've already voted, they're all canceled. Go vote again with this new type of voting system. They can be as secure as transferring money in seconds from a bank account. It's transferring our vote securely. Wherever you are, you don't have to go home to your polls. Let's just demand that we be able to vote. Demand that our vote count for who we want. And rise with me. I'm driving the country. I'm trying to get to everywhere. If you want to help, go to my website. ThePotusOf2020.com That's T-H-E-P-O-T-U-S-O-F 2020.com Donate there. 
Or if you see me on your streets and I'm coming through your town, man, throw me a 10, throw me a 20, throw me whatever you, you want to. Help me get around and then let's meet in D.C. You feel what I'm saying? Help me continue to travel this nation so that I can let everyone who doesn't know. You're listening to this now, but there's people who don't even know who I am. They haven't even heard my name because you they didn't run into me or see my boat pass by. Or most likely pass me by. I drive pretty slow. They didn't have that opportunity. So help them have that opportunity. If you can't get out with a sign, donate to the campaign. Be part of this making it happen. If you've got friends who want to put Bradshaw on their cars and drive around, fund them. Give them gas money. Give them per diem. You know, donate. Fast a day or two. And I don't mind asking you all that. That's This is a time where we need to pray and fast. And we need to make personal sacrifice for change. So rise with me. Invest in this future. A peaceful future. To where we demand that they take our vote. For whoever we want to write in. I don't even care if you write in Donald Duck. What's it matter? If that, I'd rather you write in Donald Duck than to not than to get in the habit of not voting. You know, because if you write in Donald Duck for 10 years, all that tells me is that you don't believe that there's anybody that you want to vote for and that Donald Duck will be better. Or if you want to vote in a dog as mayor, then I guess that means you don't trust anybody with that type of power in your local community. To me, that's your voice. Whatever you're doing it for, that's your voice. And it's your vote. So demand that you be able to vote. Guys, this is Matthew Embry Bradshaw. I'm about to head up to Flint, Michigan. See if I can get a personal view on the issue up there. I've always heard about the Flint water crisis. So I'm trying to... I'm right here nearby. So I'm going to drive that way and then try to get down to Detroit, Michigan. I got to take off some wheels and grease some bearings before I go that way. So it's probably going to be a long night if I make it to Detroit. I've got to get to D.C. by Tuesday. I'd like to be there Monday. Tomorrow. No, wait. Today's Sunday. Yeah. I need to get on the road. I got to get these bearings. But I wanted to touch base with everybody. Thank you for tuning back in been a while since i made a new podcast just go to my website and donate if you're a prayer pray for me if you can send donations guys i need your help i need your help all i need is gas money food money a little bit sometimes and repair money whenever something happens You know, luckily, the greasing of the bearings was brought to my attention and I noticed the caps were totally gone. So, I got to do that. I'll see you on the road. I'm heading to Flint, Lord willing, Flint, to Detroit, to Cleveland, Ohio. I think I said D.C. a minute ago. To Cleveland, Ohio. This is Matthew Embry Bradshaw. POTUS out.